Welcome back to the latest episode of the Master of None podcast. I am your host, Stephen Murphy, joined by the usual rugby crew. Two pods in the one week. It must be an Irish team announced today, boys. Uh, <laughs> again, great, great. Uh, all thanks to Andy Farrell for announcing teams early. It's just fantastic. When did Schmidt used to announce them? Like Thursday, Friday? Friday oh, evening, I think. Friday evening. Yeah, Schmidt was a late, late guy now. Yeah, so uh, we're, we've got plenty to talk about. Uh, we'll get stuck into it, boys. Obviously, the Irish team announced today. We'll, I'll just uh, run through it uh, so that we can all kind of know what we're talking about. So, Keen Healy, Ron Callagher, Andrew Porter, Quinn Rue, James Ryan. We've got Peter O'Mahony, CJ Standard, and Caelan Doris. We've got Gibson Park at nine, Ross Byrne at ten, James Lowe, Keith Earls, Aki and Farrell in the centre, and then Hugo Keenan. On the bench, we've got Rob Herring, Eddie Byrne, uh, Finley Bealham. Ian Henderson, Will Connors, Conor Murray, Billy Burns, and Jacob Stockdale returns from his uh, little niggle. Um, or what do we think? But I think we nothing really stands out as being too, you know, shock. I think a lot of people expected Murray to come back into that team, uh, just because it's England, and I think we sort of think we might be doing a bit of a, a kicking game against them, uh, more so than we did against Wales. Did you expect Murray to come back in? Uh, no, I didn't. I thought like the the thing you said with the being a kicking game. I have just as much faith in Gibson Park's kick, and I thought his kicking was very smart. Uh, I thought he was, you know, it might have had a few box kicks, and like people will complain about box kicks, but they weren't the same sort of hit and hope up there, try and get onto the end of it. They were very tactical and very in behind and very low trajectory at times. I thought they were smart. So I don't think that that's a facet of his game that he necessarily falters compared to Conor Murray. And I think that, you know, having played last week, Farrell needed to pick the players that played out of their skin last week, and he was one of them. He was very good, and he deserved to keep his place. So I, I never thought that Murray was going to come back in, other than maybe Gibson Park might have been holding a niggle, and maybe that might have been the only reason you'd see Murray back in. But, I thought he was going to be in a 10, you know? Hmm? Two, no, kick, I think, I think the 10 score, thing... Sam. What more do you need to do? I think the 10 thing is like they're, going to, they're trying to force through like an idea of uh, him as kind of a, a makeshift 10 in the long run, this is what people are looking for. You know, oh, is Murray the answer 10? No, he's absolutely not. Like, give him... But depends on the question. <laughs> is it should Murray play a 10? The answer is no. That's pretty much no, the he question. No, yeah. he, he, should, he should definitely not be out of consideration in a last resort situation like last yeah. week. Or if you wanted to, say you were coming up against South Africa and you really needed a 6-2 split, then you have at least it's in the back of your mind. But like, if you're picking... A bench with five three the way they've done, then no, why would you waste like why would you have Murray as a ten in there? Unless you wanted to try and get through another centre or something, but no, nah, he's not he's not going to play ten regularly. <laughs> it's like no. it's crazy. Well look uh, and obviously Westy, your Balana brethren, Dave Heffernan, uh hasn't made the game this squad. I'm sure you're emotional about that. Yeah, I'm good at man. I, I genuinely I, I didn't think he really did anything to deserve being dropped. I think he was Really solid when he came on, pretty reliable. Um, I think, I don't know, like I didn't think that Kelleher was great at the weekend. Um, I kind of thought we might revert to a Herring start and then Heffernan maybe coming off the bench. Um, I appreciate giving Kelleher the chance. I think that's the right mentality to have. Um, but you talked, you said a minute ago about players being rewarded for playing well. Like, again, did Kelleher play well enough to warrant a second start? I'm not saying I'm not saying drop him. I'm just saying that probably not. Mm. Um, certainly not in the case of you know uh, Doris or Quinn Rue who had particularly good games or even you know Low as well. It was phenomenal. Um, and I think in, in that context, 
Conway is kind of an unfortunate receiver of a of not been involved either. Um, yeah, as far as we've heard, nothing, nothing injury wise. I think it's just a case of because he did press yesterday, so normally that's a fairly good indication that you're going to be playing, right? That's normally how it goes. Yeah, well, yeah. I haven't heard, haven't heard anything about an injury, but it's still early days. Like we said, we're recording this yeah. before even the England team is out. We're recording this Wednesday night, so if you want to get the pitchforks because you know we didn't know that Conway had some sort of injury, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Get them out and engage with us on Twitter. We'll engage back. <laughs> We're desperate oh. for. Desperate me. For We've got nothing else to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So, I'm bored. Haven't heard anything else. I, I think that like I don't think, you know, if there's no injury and it's purely based on uh, a decision, I think it might be a little unfair on Conway. But I'm going to put it down to you know, your horses for courses chat that we've been talking about. You're coming up against England. You're coming up against a bunch of units. Maybe Farrell just wanted the size of Stockdale, and that was the, the decisive factor. There's not much in it between the two of them. You don't know what's running through his head at this stage. He hasn't come out and said for any reason he picked Stockdale over Conway. You know, I, I think it's – we do. We sit, we sit here on this, and I do it on Twitter all the time, and we talk to each other about, like, oh, I think so-and-so should get in. I think so-and-so should get in. None of us have any clue what's going on in training or who's playing well or who's – agreeable with the tactics or any of these sort of things you know for all we know Stockdale is having an outstanding week in training and he's been catching every high ball and he's been hitting everyone and that's what Farrell wants so like you know we can speculate all we want I think I wish Conway was in because I like him more than Stockdale I like him more than Earls really but you know you're not going to question Earls being in there uh, it's just it is yeah it's it's hard when there's no clarification as to why Heffernan's not in or why Conway is not in uh, I will say absolutely chuffed now that we've got two starters and someone on the bench and that's more starters than Ulster so uh go on the boys we might not be in the best of form but like the lads are doing it on the international stage yeah I think we all agree Quinn Roo definitely deserved to keep that spot but Quinroo played five last game didn't he he's listed, yeah. as f- listed out as number four here so uh, like it seemed to work well with him scrummaging behind Porter but I'd, I'd, I'd be interested to see now how to do scrummage against England because that worked and I wanted to see that go up against England again uh, what are we reading into that Westy is there much or do you think they will switch switch again I mean that they could well switch it you know it does happen quite often um, I think it could be something to do with the expected England team maybe they want the force of Quinn Roo on the other side now I can't off the top of my head think um, if Mako is one or two, I, I always get mixed up on that. Um, Mako's one. Yeah, so I mean, you would think that they'd put Quinn Rue in behind Porter to kind of help combat that, mm. but maybe, maybe they're looking at um, at Ellis Genge, um and thinking he's going to start, and he's another powerful scrummager. So mm. I don't know. It could be some weight of that. Um, again, I wouldn't be surprised if they switch during the game. It does happen. Um, yeah. Could be a case where they're looking at Healy and Porter being like, okay, Healy might need a bit more of a hand here than Porter does. Um, maybe they're looking into that, uh, just how good Porter was last game. So I don't know. I'd be interested to see how that. Maybe, maybe they write Ryan scrummaging higher than Quinn Ruse and they've gone with Ryan to be behind Porter Person. to go against uh, yeah. Macam. Speaking of Ryan, obviously named captain, I think we all pretty much happy with that. I don't think anyone's going to really disagree with that. And it really is a, a testament to him on a team with CJ Stander, Peter O'Mahony, Keane Healy. 
you know all these kind of experienced pros that he is named as captain like Peter Mahoney's a Lions test captain so uh, it does say a lot about James Ryan and, and I'm hoping well I personally I hope that that this remains and he is the, our captain going into World Cups and whatnot because I do think he is that good and I think he's that good of a leader uh, at only 24 which is uh, a bit a bit ridiculous um, I when you hear some of that 24 and then like you know you're like oh what an absolute asshole how successful <laughs> at 24 what a dick what have you done with your life Steve uh, started a pretty unsuccessful podcast so uh, <laughs> <laughs> you tell me you're a guest on that podcast so you tell me <laughs> I mean I share a tiny apartment with three others I have no uh, I have no misconceptions about how my life has gone you don't you don't know James James Ryan might share a tiny apartment with four others like yeah, it might true. be like James Ryan uh, Ryan Baird like they might all be wedged in there like you all know, the Ryan how, how many, I have a question for you how many senior caps does James Ryan have for the ball now first Oh, let me just let me just Google it. (laughs) Zero. (laughs) (laughs) uh, No, right, Ryan is captain. Uh, Yeah, brilliant opportunity for a great player. You'll see, hopefully, the best come out of him with like rising up to the responsibility. I said it a couple of weeks ago, and I think we're all kind of in agreement. I prefer uh, for captain. I'm more Mm. of a traditionalist in rugby terms than that. I think it just you've got the ability to get the hits in early, lead by example, get over the ball, those sort of things that just I think lend themselves very well to being a captain on a rugby pitch. So hopefully, you know, it goes well and he starts to be more consistently the the actual captain as opposed to just because in this particular game, Sexton's not playing. Uh, it's it's a huge statement to be picked as captain over Stander and O'Mahony. Like I said a couple of weeks ago, I'd like to see Stander as the captain with a view that the, the captain will rise to the top in a couple of weeks. But maybe that's happened and maybe Ryan has shown and proved himself uh, and that, what an opportunity away in Twickenham. Like, you know, it's, it's no easy feat to go there and be captain. But if he can keep a cool head and he can deal with referees, regardless of how the scoreline is, you know, he can be judged on his captaining ability regardless of what happens in the match. Yeah, 100%. Like, we, we will be able to see the best of him if it if push comes to shove. It is as well. It's worth mentioning Andy Farrell has said that it's it's captain per, uh, per campaign, basically. So even Ryan getting the experience of captain now, maybe... For the next six nations, they'll move him to be cap to to full time captain, or maybe they'll try CJ Stander for that campaign. Mm. This is just a really good opportunity with Sexton out for what's likely a week. Or, I mean, even if he's back, will he play against Georgia? I don't know. Um, you would hope not. It's a good opportunity to give a young lad a couple of runs out of captain and see how he goes. It's a great opportunity yeah. for him. Yeah, I, and think... it's, I mean, it's England as well. It's not even like you know playing a, a minnow. It's a massive, massive game. I think well we've seen last the last year against England, oh sorry just uh, earlier in the Six Nations he was one of the few players who really stood up to the physicality of it, and kind of got stuck in along with Stander especially with coming up against Mario Toja and uh, they matched them physically where not an awful lot of other lads didn't so uh, I don't think he'll I don't he doesn't seem with the type to get nervous or let let a moment get too big for him so I'm looking forward to that. Um, I think Keenan full back again. We're both happy with that. We're all happy with that. I still Shane Daly. I think is still out. I personally would like to see him come in. I would have liked to see McCluskey, if not at starting on the bench, just because I want to see him. I think he's he's got the physicality. It's tough, obviously, with uh, Henshaw and Ringrose kind of out that him Aki sort of play a very similar role at the twelve jersey. You could push Aki to thirteen to try and fit him in. But I can see why they've stuck with Aki and Farrell. You, you kind of know what you're getting with these two. But I kind of would like to see him on the bench just to come on. I don't know. What did you guys think? Would you like to see McCluskey or is it? Yeah, I think McCluskey is a brilliant player. I, do, I I agree completely with you. I think that the idea will be if, if either Aki or Farrell needs to go off, 
that it'll be to push Earls in and bring Stockdale on uh, because <clears throat> I think that Earls kind of has that experience in the centres. I don't particularly like him as a centre. He's a good finisher on the wing, but you know I, I, I think he's found wanting at centre sometimes. But McCluskey, for me, is more of just an out-and-out 12, whereas I do think Aki and Farrell can both play both the 12 and 13. Aki's a lot better at 13 than he's probably given credit for by the rest of the Irish provinces. He, he plays 13 quite a lot for Connacht, and he has a lot better hands than you'd, you'd give him credit for or that he gets his credit for. So Facebook you know, it, disagrees, Sam. Facebook disagrees. <laughs> oh, Facebook disagrees, and Facebook, Facebook. I'll argue with Facebook all day. Uh, <laughs> you do I, argue with Facebook all day. Do. I don't actually argue with Facebook all day. I get no, annoyed Sam, by things I see Sam, on yeah. Facebook. <laughs> Sam types out cleverly worded responses and never sends them. That's what no, Sam I, get, <laughs> I, I, I try to pretend I'm bigger than everyone. I'm like, yeah. oh no, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm bigger than this argument. I, I don't, I'm not, I don't need to go down to their level. But uh, yeah. no, I think, I think McCluskey will probably be seen in the next one. Uh, Aki and Farrell, I, I like them. I prefer a Ringrose or a Henshaw, but you know both are injured. Uh, Farrell's a good player. I, I'm not the biggest fan of Farrell. I think that you know, without an injury or two, there's a better Farrell on the island. Uh, and I, I, I'll, I'll push that boat all day. But sure, whatever. Uh, but no, like, what what are you doing? You're coming up against a big, strong England team. McCluskey probably could have been quite helpful in in there, but no, nah, you can't. I don't think you can complain about him not being in such a big game and he hasn't started under Farrell yet as far as I'm aware uh, no, no no Irish start under Farrell no so you know it's not he's not going to give him his first start against uh, England yeah I, was have, I, I had a discussion with someone on Twitter today they they wanted McCluskey in too uh, and I I kind of said that yeah, look if this if this was Georgia or if it was someone else maybe you could see him coming in but Farrell going to Twickenham for his first game as or as if, um, to Twickenham as coach so soon into the job it just wasn't going to happen so unfortunately uh, no surprise to see James Lowe from Balance Lowe keep his position <laughs> uh, that's what I'm starting to I'm starting to christen him as James Lowe from Balance Lowe <laughs> but uh, Westy he was just so good last week he couldn't I, I know we're all here for rotation but when you're that good I think you sort of you, you keep your spot yeah, no, I, I don't think there's any. There was no real argument for for dropping him, uh, or again, sorry, I don't want to use the word dropping, but for for moving him out and giving someone else. I think you do have to remember it is England, like it is a big game, and I think if we are growing into a game plan under Andy Farrell, which it looks like, they are going to limit the amount of changes. It'd be a similar thing talking about uh, Chris Farrell keeping his spot. You know, like it, you want to give players a chance, but at the same time, we are trying to learn a new system, so haven't kind of have almost got it right against Wales you don't want to then go and make another eight or nine changes for the next game if if your focus is to implement a game plan rather than to put players like there, there is a balance to be struck there um but Lowe's not one of the players that you're going to take the risk with I think um he was almost in for more than one try every time he got the ball we gained ground I don't, I don't know literally every time but we seemed to gain ground every time he got the ball um and, I mean, he was right up in the face of the Welsh, and I think we're going to have to be right up in the face of the English again. Yeah, let's talk about that. So, what do we expect? Obviously, the last three games against England hasn't been good. We've been sort of manhandled and bullied. Do we expect something different this weekend, or is it a case of we'll just try different things to try and beat them instead of actually matching them physically? Can we match them physically? No, I don't think we can match them physically. I think that you look at that England team from last weekend. I know they were playing Georgia, but like they're just such dominant maulers. They've got much bigger player pool, arguably a much more competitive league to pick players from. I don't think that we have 
you know, maybe maybe the starting 15 or, or 12 of the starting 15 can match them physically. We can try our best, but I think that you're, the way you beat England is smart. Uh, it's to shut down their ability to get up in your face. You know, short, quick passing, getting around the back, getting around the outside, nullifying that really, really quick line, that really strong defence that they have uh, and playing it that way. I, I think if you try to go blow for blow with them, uh, I don't think that we really stand a chance. You know, Porter and Healy are very strong. Kelleher's young, he's strong, he's athletic, but, you know, Quinn Rue is strong. We have strong players, but they have the likes of Atoje, you know, trial and error in the back row. Like, it's, it's, I think that they were just monsters, really, like from one to eight. And then in their back line, their, their ability to return kicks and stuff. I, I think trying to match them physically would be suicide, personally. Yeah, I told you six versus standard six. That's going to be quite a... That'll be a ding-dong, yeah. Tasty little morsel right there. <laughs> but, uh, Westy, what about you? Because obviously England seem to have, well, definitely uh, kick a bit more now tactically than, say, they did a year ago. Um, what do you think they'll do against us? Are they going to try and, again, just kind of bully us? Or are they going to try and maybe uh, kick a bit more tactically like they have done in the last couple of games? I think, I think they'll kick tactically because, I mean, I don't think they're afraid of us running the ball back at them. They'll kick the ball to us and, and their line speed will show both in the chase of the kick and then if we try and run it back at them. Um, I mean, I remember in, it was in February in Twickenham. Like they were right up in our faces every time. We had no time on the ball to play it. Um, I think they'll. I think we'll see much the same as that again. I think they will be right up in our faces. They'll be very physical. And it'll be up to probably Gibson Park. And I mean, this is where we're a little bit uncertain about Ross Byrne. It'll be up to them to keep tempo in the game and, uh, you know, we'll have to have a few tricks up our sleeve to to nullify that quick line speed because there's not a lot you can do. No matter how quick you are playing the ball, if they're up in the face and you're not gaining ground, you're very quickly going backwards. Yeah, I think I think you, when you have a centre partnership with the likes of Farrell and Aki, at least you do have that platform. You get two, two short, quick passes, hit it up, two short, quick passes, hit it up, getting outside that way. Instead of trying which we've tried a few times and played the full length of the back line, play big long skip passes because they're coming up really quick. You're not going to be able to play against that quick defense with such long passing. Uh, one thing I do think that'll be very beneficial to us, we saw it last weekend, is James Lowe's ability to boot with his left foot. So you have a left foot, right foot option there in the back line. You can really catch them off guard and he has an absolute monstrous boot. Like it's, it's he was putting nearly the full length of the pitch at times. So, you know, that could really stand to us if we are trying to relieve a bit of pressure, but it's just going to be very, very obvious. It's like the box kick, the 10, but if you have a blindside winger able to kick it as well, that's another option. So, Yeah. It's bit, uh, you mentioned Ross Byrne there, obviously getting the nod ahead of Billy <clears> Burns. Uh, Billy Burns obviously maybe still, well, no, he's obviously selected, so he's obviously he's fine. Did I think we all kind of expected Burns to start just as of last week, but I'm actually I'm looking forward to seeing Ross Byrne. I think Ross Byrne has a hell of a lot of potential and already has shown a lot of potential, but it's not the kind of team you want to be playing as a 10 because, as Wesley said, that line speed, you just don't have any time to do anything. So what do we expect from Ross Byrne going into this, Wesley? Do we expect sort of... Look, Sexton hasn't dealt with the last couple of games, so are we expecting something similar, or are we hoping Ross Byrne shows something that he hasn't already? I would hope that he shows something that he hasn't already. I mean, I think too often, I don't know, I, I kind of judge him as a bit of a Sexton clone, you know, as coming on and just kind of carrying on, seeing out a game and, and not really getting... And that's, I mean, that's partly because he hasn't got much of a chance in the starting position either. Like, uh, it's, it's hard not to think about the end of last summer, the warm-up game against England, 
again, it's not entirely his fault, but he didn't have a great game. It's been a year. I mean, I think he's learned a lot. He's played a lot more for Ireland since. Um, although, you know, again, the problem is it's only been the last 20 minutes of games. Mm. Um, what do I expect of him? Yeah, look, I, I would hope that we're going to run more of a nine central game because England are very vocal about how they know, like, they're shouting at the line, I've got sex and I've got sex because they know he's getting the ball. I'd really like to see us experiment with not doing that. You know, either playing a ball to a fullback who's coming on fast as a second kind of playmaker or splitting our backline, having our 10 on one side, having our having Aki as our first centre on the other side um, and just kind of dividing up the, our points of attack a little bit more. Yeah. Sam, what about you? Yeah, I think, uh, I think this game, like... Burns played well when he came on last week, no doubt about it. But I think Ireland really owe Ross Byrne because if Harry Byrne is as good as he is like touted to be uh, and he's going to come and usurp the Leinster and uh, the Leinster and Ireland 10 position from both Sexton and Ross Byrne, you know, and come, come from behind Ross Byrne to ahead of him, uh, I think that it'll be unfair on Ross Byrne having never really had his chance to run it from the beginning. He's like Wesley said, the, the closer, the finisher the Pro 14 starter, but not the Heineken Cup semi-final, that sort of thing. So I think that it is only fair that he has his chance now. He gets to go in with a full kind of, as full strength as we're, we're going to call it, like a, a, a full proper back line, not in a World Cup warm-up where people remind themselves this is a competition game uh, and see what he can do and let him run it himself, not come in to finish it, not come in in the worst situation or the best situation, come in from the start, set the tempo of the game, decide what they're doing, have the game plan ready that's like, planned around him being the starter so i can't wait to see what happens to see you know if if is he capable of it is he the airport because you know lencer will be looking at this with a lot of interest as well there's there's going to be big games for lencer in the next few years that sexton's not going to be available for like ross Byrne is playing in a team that has averaged 40 something points every pro 12, 14 game you can't judge them on that like they're they're dominant they're ridiculously dominant the league needs to be looked at almost at this stage you know but when push comes to shove and it's the Heine Cup semi-final or the Pro 12 final, is, is Ross Byrne starting ahead of Sexton? No, but he will. Or if if he wants to, he can. He needs to push on and fight Harry Byrne for that position. So let's see what he go, how he goes. Uh, I'm excited for a bit of a change. Excited for it. It's probably gotten a bit stale playing England, knowing that they're just going to absolutely try and take out Sexton. Like, you know, England, in my eyes, probably have the idea where they'll, for, they'll, they'll forfeit someone for 10 minutes early on for a yellow card to rattle Sexton, to get in under his skin. Even if he doesn't go off, he's he's annoyed. We know he's hot-headed, and that probably gets to him and probably one of the ways that they can get, get at him. And they all know him personally from being on Lions tours as well. So something new, something to think about, something to kind of just keep him on their toes. Uh, and he is, he's well capable of running the back line. He's well capable of playing with good players. So, Yeah, 100%. We'll have to touch on this topic. I don't think we actually have talked about it before, but uh, I've seen today on Twitter and Facebook and stuff like that, the topic of these project players has obviously come up again because five of our starting 15 are obviously lads who weren't born in Ireland, with Quinroo, Stander, Lowe, Gibson Park and Aki. Um, and it's very much a controversial topic in a lot of ways. People don't like it, some people like it. I, I totally get where people are coming from when they say that they don't like it. I, I, I get their thoughts behind it and their, their why they think that way. I don't necessarily agree with it. Uh, I think the rule have ch- has changed for the better and whatnot, and there's definitely some players in some countries that, you know, it's intentional why they come over and all that sort of stuff. I don't necessarily think any that that has happened here, but 
what do you think, Westy, when you think of Project Bears? Is there a stage where it can go too far, or have we reached that point yet, or is it still okay? Um, well, first of all, I think the three-year thing was a bit ridiculous. That's not really any amount of time. Um, mm. Have we gone too far? I certainly, wouldn't, I, certainly, I certainly wouldn't like to see much more than five. Um, I'd say it's, three, it's a three of our starting 15, and then two on the bench. No, five of our starting fifteen. Five of the starting fifteen. Yeah. Jesus, yeah. It's um and then yeah, so we've got I think we've got at least two more project players on the bench. Um, um Finley Beeman and Rob Herring. Beelum's granny rule, Beelum's qualified oh, okay, rule. Yeah. yeah. Um Stockdale technically if you if you want to get really deep into it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, let's, take. Get, let's get really uh, controversial. <laughs> no, I think look, I think I think look, every team in the world takes advantage of this rule. We can't mm. not do it. Like Vinopola is not an English name. Um Itoja. So, yeah. Likes. Well, I mean Itoja is English. Um but I think I wouldn't like to see it happen anymore. I think it's good it's been pushed out five years. Um it's a good, it digs you out of a hole pretty well. And I think, like, we're definitely guilty of capping people we shouldn't have capped. Like, I mean, me and Sam used to always <laughs> say, like, how did Rodney IU ever get an Ireland cap? Like, the man was not at the level at all. Um, I, I mean, it, 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 it's, an, it's, a, it's an easy point to criticise. Um, and you do want to see, like, these structures are in place for Irish players to come through. If we don't have, uh, if we don't have players at the time, why not, why not use the, the rule if someone's been here long enough if someone's playing here you know you see different variations of it like Bundyaki is is a Galway local at this stage like in you know er, you know everyone here treats them like a local I'm sure it's the same with a lot of your lads and wherever they are um yeah you don't like to see too many too many examples of it but again where do you draw the line between project players and Ireland exiles and granny rules like it's yeah where, where do you stop the, the the topic I seen brought up a lot is so the likes of Will Connors on the bench and you know um, like the, the Van der Flares and stuff like that where they're they're losing out in spots because of someone coming in you know the CJ Stanners and whatnot that's where I think a lot of people get annoyed because Will Connors is obviously good enough to start in this team and no one's ever doubting that and the same with Conway Stockdale they have the talent to do it but then the likes of James Lowe comes on uh, and. And you know takes their spot and look that is I'm not saying it's right or wrong, and again the argument that every country does it that doesn't necessarily make it right either. I see I'm trying to, I'm just playing devil's advocate here because I'm seeing both points being raised. Um, some people don't like it, some people do. But uh, Sam, what's your kind of thoughts on it? Yeah, obviously being a Connacht supporter, I actually I I appreciate the residency rules as they were and now as they are with the five years. I think that makes a bit more sense just in terms of your you're properly ingratiating. But like, you know, Quinn Roo and uh, Bundy are both Galway natives now at this stage. They're both local. They both, like they have houses and families here. Like kids go to school. They pay their taxes here. And I think that the, the country in general and the, the rugby players you've all mentioned, they've all benefited from coming through systems that have been improved with the players like Eason Nasewa or Brad Turner or any of these players that were playing in Ireland for years before this. You know, they brought the standard of rugby up here this three-year residency rule has existed in rugby and I don't see why we shouldn't pick the best players on the island in their positions. I don't buy into the fact that Connors is on the bench, so he should be starting, but as a foreigner starting ahead of him, I think that Connors would start if he was the best player on the island in that position. And, uh, you know, I am in favour of the new change to the rule, the five-year rule, but while the rule was there, some very, very dedicated 
rugby players who have wanted to play and improve the rugby in this country, who have come, paid their taxes, and joined into society here, have done that. So they deserve their positions, and I like that's I'm I'm fully kind of on board with that. I would be more on board with the likes of Bundy or Quinn or James Lowe, who is here, whose families are here, whose girlfriends, wives, whatever, kids are in schools, paying their tax, playing. You know, you see them going out and training with local clubs as part of like their prov- provincial initiatives. I'd have more time for that than I would for any granny rule, especially like if you look at the soccer, there's plenty of players that play for Ireland in the soccer that are granny rule qualified that have never once set foot in this country. Mm. And why is that better than a player that actually uproots his life, comes to society here and joins in? I think the granny rule should be looked at more so than that. Like, you know, Beelham comes over qualifies for the granny rule comes to Ulster plays joins the AIL team gets picked up by Connacht that's that's a good use of the granny rule but then there's other uses of granny rule where we just handpick someone that's never been to Ireland because that their dad or their mum was born here move them over and say oh you're Irish qualified straight away and you go like is that any better I don't think so so I think that while the rule was there we benefited from it just like England have just like Scotland have just like Italy do like how many Italian second names were in Italian teams over the last few years on the bench like so look, I think the all, we, look at the all blacks the all blacks yeah they, they have they have kind of a different situation whereby a lot of the the islanders are actually like headhunted as 15 16 year olds brought over to boarding school in auckland or in christchurch or wherever and they, they qualified that way now it's a five-year rule is this sort of thing like we've seen in france where they're bringing in a, essentially a fijian academy to bring over 15 16 year olds to get them qualified by 20 to get around this new five-year rule it, it exists in rugby rugby is a professional sport people should be allowed to move where they want and if you're in a country for long enough and you're paying tax and you can represent them the same way if you are the best in the world at your job and you get moved to america and you represent the american firms of the businesses you know should that be stopped and should that be kind of held off just for people from that land i don't think so uh, i'm i'm all for the rule i'm all for playing it like Wesley said, you'd think it would be a shame to see more than kind of five starters, but I don't have any problem with any one of the players starting because they've all given their all for how many like Heineken Cups did Leinster win or like leagues did Leinster won with players like James Lowe giving their all. Bundy was integral to the success in Connacht the last few years. So yeah. I, think I have no people's problem argument with that. though is clubs is different to international. No, but I think that I think that they go hand in hand. Our provincial system is based around supplying our Irish team with the best players. That's why we have centrally contracted players that's why we have the four provinces that's why we have the ladder in the way that we have and the the players that are playing the best for their provinces if they qualify for ireland through a rule that exists and if they want to represent ireland they are proud of representing ireland they're proud of the life they have here then they should be allowed and i don't think that there's any issue with it and i am far happier to see someone like quinn rue or bundy or james Lowe with a big smile on his face wearing a green jersey high-fiving than some absolute cantankerous arsehole on the internet with about 20 numbers after his name saying they're not from the country they don't yeah. deserve to play it's like mate you're sitting behind a black picture giving your thoughts like yo i i, I have more time for them than you've seen west you've seen westy's backup account so that's westy's back yeah, yeah that's westy westy <laughs> westy's like no outsiders will be on my field <laughs> yeah yeah dave heffern it's just dave heffern in one two three four six <laughs> all these numbers <laughs> Uh, yeah, look, it's it's it'll be a topic unless what well, is is it a possibility we could try and cap, so three per per squad, three kind of project players. Is that some way they could possibly do it? Because if it's you... five, you know, you're getting to a, a third of the starting team. Is I'm not saying it's wrong. I I still I I'm with you, Sam. I have no problem with it really. 
Um, but that was a rushing through. The, the five is the five is almost an anomaly now because James Lowe and Gibson Park were all they were brought in, like on the barrier on the deadline that you could have qualified. You know, there's, there's been these players before. The rule has been there for years, and we weren't using it as much. But we've seen England what they started doing. We've seen what France were doing. We've seen what Scotland were doing, and we said, okay, well, we need to start doing that as well. And then the rule got changed to five, and they went, okay, get in one or two last last ditch attempts, get them in so that they can play for Ireland. But now with the five years, it's going to it's going to revert a little bit back to type. You're still going to get players that are here for five or six years. You know, the likes of a James Lowe in two years' time playing the way he did. If he wasn't capped for Ireland, do you think he'd not get capped then? No. Yeah. And people would people would still be going, five years isn't good enough. It should be 10 years. And like, yeah. No winning. Uh, like, I'm, I'm so happy to see James Lowe play for Ireland. Like, I don't actually like seeing him play for Leinster, to be perfectly honest. Yo. Yeah, yeah. James Lowe from Ballinus Lowe should be representing. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I like... Get a trending. You know, Get a trending. Yeah. And, you know, you've got your players like your Queen Roos and your Bundys of, like, conic bias there, but they're both great servants to conic rugby. They've done so much for the province to pull us up to be actually competitive in the last few years, you know. So I, I'm happy out to see them play for Ireland. I'm always chuffed when I do see them play for Ireland. Yeah, and I think it, Lowe definitely was honest a year or two ago being like, you know, I you know, I definitely didn't grow up wanting to play for Ireland. And that's, of course, he didn't. Why would he? But Bundy was, definitely did, though. Bundy, Bundy was definitely yeah, yeah. Sitting, sitting at home being like, I love playing for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's no doubt in watching James Lowe play last weekend that he wasn't fully committed to that team and fully committed to winning. And, you know, there was, and you could see, he got, he got emotional after the game. You know what I mean? Like, that's, you can't possibly, you know, think that he's, he isn't, wanting to be there so I think look the, the argument will go on for years and years to come so I think we'll finish up boys but we'll, talk, we'll f- f- or finish up with predictions uh, Westy Ireland versus England at the weekend what are we thinking uh, I'm going to say England by England by a score England by seven or less okay Sam jeez I was going to go England by about that but I'll go the opposite way and I'll go uh, Connacht by a Bundy winning try in the last Connacht. Sam does it is so biased he doesn't even <laughs> refer to it as Ireland. It's just even, like Connacht. Yeah, he doesn't even care Connacht anymore. And, He's just openly. I'm gonna go for a Bundy Toman Park esque last minute winner. Uh we all remember yes. the game, so that's all I go. Yeah, that'd, that'd be great. Uh I'm more yeah, I I I'm gonna go with England winning, unfortunately. I there's I haven't seen enough to change what the last three games against them you know, showed me. So I think they're gonna I think it'll be closer though. It won't be I think it'll be similar to the France game that I think it'll be tied up to half time and then I think they might just kind of have a bit too much for us in the last It's not even about like it's like I, I know I d I don't want to say this, I don't want to have us beaten before we go out there, but like it's not the Six Nations, it's not the World Cup, it's yeah, the Arab Nations Cup. Yeah. It's like winning isn't the most important thing. I'd rather see us develop this new game plan that we have and develop the players that, you know, are, are relatively new to the squad than I'd rather I'd rather us develop our game plan and lose by ten than yeah. us to play the exact same team as played in uh, February and lose by one. Like, yeah, 100%. it's not valuable. But if we do, you think if if this game does go a bit of a maul in the same way we've seen the last three times, do you think that that's going to really affect the mentality? Just with we play England annually in the Six Nations, you know, it's it's not like other sports where we have these teams that we play every year. But if we get mauled again those players are not going to be used to beating England. It's going to be, I think it's going to be really, really hard to get over if we get an absolute mauling again. Like I, I don't mind a, a narrow loss where we played well, but if we get hockeyed up and down the pitch the way we've seen the last three, three times, 
I, I, I find that very hard to come back from in the long run, just mentality-wise. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. But I, again, I think these lads are mentally strong enough and the coaching staff should be strong enough to be like, look, this is what we're trying to implement here. It's not going to be done overnight. It's not going to be done in a few weeks. But like that, if they play similar to how they played against Wales in the fact that obviously they're not going to be as dominant, but you know the line speed's good, the intensity's good, you know that we're the the scrum, the lineouts all working well. I think there's a lot to be taken from that. Do you know what I mean? I, I think again, but you need players to be mentally strong enough. We don't want these players being like, oh, we can't beat England. I don't think they think that either. I just I generally don't. Um, no, I'd just be worried about the mentality at the moment. Would be we've lost three times soon, but we're in transition. We have a new coach, but if you you lose again to them, if you got hockeyed by them. Leinster's experiences against Saracens the last couple of years, like it's 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 a long uphill battle. Just even kind of gearing yourself up for a game, like nobody likes being the shit being bet out of them. Like it's one thing losing a narrow game or playing well and not getting and just falling short, but it'll be I think it'd be quite tough to take for that whole group of players if they do get hockeyed again. Like you know, it it'll it'll go into next year and the following year, and that England team is young and strong, so like I can see them being quite dominant if they do get ahead of steam. Yeah, uh, let's let's hope not. But we'll, we'll see. Look, we um, it could be the problem. My 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 problem would be is I hope people aren't be like, oh well, we didn't have sex and that's why we lost. It's like we had <laughs> we had sex in plenty of times. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but like you know, people are going to be like, oh well, that's what you get. We didn't have Murray starting and sex and starting. Look what happened. Like well, they started the last two games we got hockeyed. So um, I hope that doesn't happen. But. Yeah, we will see, boys. Uh, look, at we'll uh, we'll review it all next weekend uh, and the remaining uh, few games that's on at the weekend, uh, and we'll talk about then, boys. So thanks for joining me as always, and we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Good luck, boys. See you soon.